Hello, I'm Julie Marsh, partner in the medical negligence team at Boys Turner. I joined the firm in 2008 as a trainee myself and qualified in April 2010. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Meg Manganaro and Amy Gaston, both current trainees at the firm and both of whom I've had the pleasure of working with recently as part of their training contract. In this podcast, we've flipped the idea of Tales from the Top on its head and instead of facing the questions, I get to ask them. I'll be talking to Amy and Meg about their time with the firm so far, their path to becoming trainees and what they expected a career in law to look like and how this is different from the reality. I know that things have changed a lot since I was a trainee and I'm interested to find out how the profession and training contracts are viewed by those currently working towards qualification as a solicitor. Just as a spoiler alert, I'll also be asking them both for their top tips for people considering a career in law at the end. Let's start with a personal question for you both, if you're willing to share. Meg, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hi, Julie. So um, when I was a child, I think those closest to me know I was quite theatrical, um, which looking back on the archives now is very embarrassing. Um, So I definitely wanted to be a singer, singer or an actor or anything on that kind of trajectory. Uh, What about you, Amy? Well, I'm the complete opposite. Under the age of 10, I wanted to be a hairdresser and I enjoyed playing uh, hair salons with my family and doing people's hair. But when I became a teenager, actually until university, I wanted to be a detective, just like those in uh, Midsummer Murders and Scott and Bailey. And I think that really uh, what captured that with me uh, wanting to be a detective was solving the puzzle and helping people. So much so I actually nearly did that um, criminology as a degree. But it's interesting that neither of you thought that you wanted to be a solicitor, but both ended up choosing a career in law. So, Amy, why did you decide to pursue a career in law and what were your expectations of being a lawyer? So for me, it was actually my favourite subject I did at college. It was something I took most naturally to compared to any other subject. However, I remember thinking I wouldn't be good enough to pursue a career in it, especially since I struggled with my grades in my first year of college. Um, But it was actually my parents who convinced me at university open day to go in and sit in a talk um, for law at university. And from that day on, uh, I actually just fell in love with it. And I realized that that's what I wanted to do. With regards to expectations, I don't think I really had any expectations of what being a solicitor would be. I didn't know anyone. Uh, My family didn't really know anyone. So it was hard to have that conversation Um, other than just seeing things like suits on TV, which was obviously a much more of a dramatized version of what being a solicitor is. But I think nowadays what's so good, and I wish I had it when I was younger, is that there is a little bit more awareness with things like social media, such as Instagram and TikTok and podcasts, where you get to see what it's like to be a trainee, um, people's journeys. um, And I really would have loved that when I was first starting out. That's really interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about how social media can be used these days to give more insight into what training to be a lawyer is like and an insight into different areas of the profession. What about you, Meg? Um, So I also found law at college. I um, was picking my A-levels, didn't really know what to do as a fourth subject. I'm the younger sister of a brother who I idolise and he did law. So went for it, ended up being fascinated by it, um, knew that I wanted to go into it. Um, But at the time we were told, oh, everyone's getting so many CVs across the table, which say law degree, going into law and it's all just very 
step, 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 you know, just very rigid. Um, and people were looking for other things. So a fun fact that not many people know is that I actually did Egyptology for a year at the University of Liverpool. Um, it was fascinating, but very much turned out just to be a bit more of a hobby. Um, sadly, I haven't had a contract in hieroglyphs yet in my training contract, uh, but we will see. I think we might um, be waiting a while for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so too. Um, but yeah, basically my expectations of being a lawyer um, very much was smart suits, grabbing coffee on the way into the office, very much being like the boss and being very serious and the best version of yourself constantly. Um, and I think something that I've realised and love about being in law is that it's not that if you strip it down it's extremely human we're dealing with clients who are human we're human it's not what you see on tv when I joined Boys Turner in 2008 I had had a really straightforward approach to law um, and getting the qualifications that I needed I did my degree I completed my legal practice course straight from uni and I then worked for four years as a paralegal before I secured my training contract with the firm it was a very traditional route, really, but I didn't even know there were other routes to qualification until quite late in the day. What about you both? Meg, what was your route to becoming a trainee at Boys Turner? Um, I was really lucky because I graduated and then in a matter of weeks, I had work experience at the firm um, set up, which was really fortunate. Um, I'm like Amy. I didn't have any contacts in law and didn't really have any any links to to get in but I was fortunate enough to get a week of work experience here um shadowed the trainees for that week absolutely adored it um it was just one of these things where as soon as I was at the firm everyone was absolutely lovely um and I just knew by the end of the week that I wanted to be here and I was taken on as a paralegal in the clinical negligence group um, and I got my first year with you, Julie, um, before going on my um, training contract. So um, about a year in, um, with the support of the team, I applied for the training contract. And then in those two years, um, I moved over to the Wills Probate and Trust team and paralegal there while doing my LPC part time and working full time. So it was a juggle. Um, but really good, really good development. Um, wouldn't have done it another way now. What about your, you, Amy? What was your experience? I was actually the first to go to university, um, and I still am. And it was a very new experience to my family and I. And especially with law, we didn't have any contacts at all, so I didn't really know the route. And it was only from being told from open days um, what the route was. And I got told that the only way to be a solicitor is to uh, get a qualifying law degree, go straight to do your LPC and make sure you secure a training contract in your second or your third year of university. And I've realised now that that's just not the case at all. And there are obviously other routes that are there and I wish I had known them then, but I did do that. So I um, completed my undergraduate degree in business law at Nottingham Trent University. And then I went straight to my LPC at the University of Law in Guildford. However, I didn't have a training contract secured. Um, until the end of my LPC. I will never forget on my first week at the University of Law, uh, the teacher asked um, in the room, who here, put your hand up, who here has a training contract? And the majority of the room actually put the hand up 
uh, compared to a few of us. And I remember thinking, oh, this is really humiliating. <laughs> one of the only people here who hasn't got one. Um, I'm never going to be able to be a solicitor. But at the end of my LPC, I felt a lot more confident to be able to apply for training contracts. And that's when I started applying for them that summer. And I applied for Boys Turner that summer and I secured it. That's great. I remember similar circumstances, both at university and at part of the legal practice course, where it was routinely asked, you know, do you have a training contract? Surely you've got a training contract. Everyone must have a training contract by now. And it puts a lot of pressure on people. Um, so it's great that there's more awareness of other routes to qualification. And I really hope that that helps people to really, people who perhaps would not normally explore a career in law to, to look at it more closely and to think about other ways of doing it. But I know listening to Meg and having worked alongside Meg when she was trying to juggle the LPC alongside a full-time paid employment role, it can be really difficult and challenging. Um, but it does help you develop some of those key skills like time management, which we're always talking about. We are always talking about time management. Very much. All, it's a law thing. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was researching firms for training contracts, it was really hard to know where to apply or get a feel for the firm or its people. So why did you choose Boys Turner, Amy? So I actually heard of Boys Turner through uh, the mentoring scheme at the University of Law, where I got paired with an associate at Boys Turner. And that gave me a really small insight into Boys Turner as a firm. And I really liked it just from that. And then I saw the uh, applications open for a training contract. So I applied and throughout my research from the firm on the website and um, through uh, external sources, I just really realized that I liked the culture and the values that Boys Turner held and that they really invested in their people. And then I remember going uh, for my interview and the assessment center and being asked to uh, be shown around the firm. And every single person when I was walking around the firm came over to me, introduced themselves to me, said hello, was asking questions about me and wishing me luck going forward. And I just really realized that the firm did really practice what they preach. And I thought that was really nice. And it, I think it was in that moment that I knew I really wanted to work and be a trainee for Boys Turner. So let's turn to the nitty gritty of it and talk about what the practical side of being a trainee looks like. I know things are a bit different because you've done different seats, but let's start with you, Meg. What does a typical day as a trainee look like for you? So one day I might be doing some drafting, so I might be doing letter of claim or attending a settlement meeting. Um, this is while I'm in, in Clinneg. Um, but then other times I'll be researching things which aren't even necessarily legal. Um, in their, in, in their, they are legal, they're not illegal. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> But um, so, for instance, I was researching um, digital forensics firms um, for how to use conversations on social media and how that could be used as evidence um, in, in some of our cases, which sounds so far from the kind of work you'd imagine. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is that whatever your day holds, usually it's not the same every day. Um, and it's just really exciting to be able to just dive in at the deep end, say yes to whatever and get to learn so many different things. 
And Amy, you've worked with me as well um, on the private client side of the business, but you're now on the business side in your current seat. What does the typical day as a trainee look like for you? I do a lot of drafting and a lot of reviewing of agreements, of leases and licenses. I help assist with things like post-completion. I have drafted break notices, loan agreements, legal charges, and these are just to really name a few. I've been really, really lucky um, throughout my training contract so far that I have had such visibility to so many different matters and given a lot of responsibility as well. Um, So yeah, it's just so varied. Every day is different. And I think that's what's so exciting about being a trainee is that you get to see so many different things. You get to do four different departments in two years and everything's so varied and new and fresh. And it's really exciting to, to learn all these different things. It can be really challenging, though, to move from one department where you've become very comfortable after six months into a new department and a new area of law. Um, But hopefully you're given the support and training that that you need at the outset of that process so that you can then start to feel comfortable. And one of the things I think Boys Turner does do really well is to try to make sure that trainees see as much as possible in the seats that they're in to really get a flavour for the work that we're doing, because we want trainees to qualify into areas that they're interested in and passionate about because that's what gets you out of bed in the morning and that's what means you do the best job you can for your client I nod along when you say things like drafting leases and licenses and pretend that I know what you (laughs) mean but never having done a property seat that (laughs) I, I don't really um so what has been the most difficult part of being a trainee to date then Amy Previously, I had worked for in-house legal uh, departments. So ultimately, I had one client and that client was the business. So then transitioning to work in a law firm was a challenge because I wasn't used to working with things like we've already said, um, dealing with multiple clients and multiple matters and working for so many fee earners at one time. It's I really struggled with that, with adapting to that and managing my time um, and prioritizing and managing workload and managing fee earners and what I can and can't do. Um, And all of that together, whilst uh, learning the systems, learning the subject and learning the people, it can be a real juggle. But um, I think for me, I've just had to listen to everybody's advice and have a go and see what sort of uh, prioritization or what sort of management of my workload really works for me. Um, And I think that's going to, for me, always be something that I have to work on and it'll be a skill that I will continue to develop throughout my career. Most difficult part for me being a trainee, well, maybe not difficult, more of what might be different from traditional things is the move to being part remote um, and the hybrid working situation. It has its own challenges, which I think everyone's still getting to grips with, with the ways of working, whatever level you're at. What I have found great, though, is that, um, you know, if you were in the office, you'd turn, you'd turn around and ask a question really quickly. Uh, where we are it's very much call me teams me people will stop and help it's not a case that you're just out there by yourself in the middle of the ocean Mm. looking for a paddle or whatever (laughs) yes I get the analogy and coming to a new team as a trainee where there aren't core days in the office or where 
flexible working means you're never really all in at the same time can really be challenging as you say and I think that's something we have to continue to work on and have conversation around to ensure that we get the best for everybody really um, as far as we can. Thanks Meg that's really insightful. So Despite us being past the lockdowns and supposedly coming out the other side of COVID, the impact will be felt for some time. What direct impact did COVID have on your career, Meg? So for me, COVID hit partway through completing my LPC. Um, So as I said, I was completing it part time while working full time. So before lockdown, I would um, twice a week finish work head up the road and do a pretty gruelling seven till nine slot um, with the University of Law. Um, So actually, it was a bit it was a bit of a relief um, to go online, which I wasn't expecting because I've always been really a a people person. And I always think that I learn best when I'm around other people. So I I consciously went to do an in-person LPC but then obviously because of COVID that wasn't possible for for the majority of it so then online it was it was so flexible. And what about you Amy was it quite as positive for you? Luckily I had completed my LPC before COVID had hit and I was actually due to start my training contract in September 2020 I had a year between my LPC and my training contract, which I was lucky enough to find a job working as a legal intern at a pharmaceutical company. Unfortunately, COVID hit in March 2020, and then I was informed uh, in the summer that my contract would be delayed a year. Also then had to try and figure out finding another job because I didn't live at home at this point. I had bills to pay, so things were really uncertain. And I was very convinced that it might have to be delayed again because no one knew what was going on um, and things were changing continuously but luckily I got an email from the firm saying that I would be starting in September 2021 Um, at the time I thought it was a really negative thing for me what happened with COVID but looking back at it I managed to get now another year's experience under my belt and for me that's invaluable I have learned so much in that extra year of work experience because I didn't have any um, before. So a difficult question for you both, but where do you see yourself in five years time? Let's start with Amy. I want to be qualified into a department that I'm passionate about, that I love what I'm doing and that I am constantly continuing continuing to learn and develop both professionally and personally. I think realizing from my journey so far in that delay with the, the pandemic, that an unpredicted journey can actually lead to some really great things. Um, I remember I had a very rigid idea of what my training contract would look like and when I would qualify. And I didn't really think about a job in clinical negligence early on in my training contract. And I was lucky enough to be offered a position and able to qualify early. And when that happened, it just felt so right that I couldn't turn it down and I've never looked back. So it's always great to leave that door open to opportunity. What about you, Meg? Do you have any idea about where you'd like to be in five years' time? So on a similar vein, I know that I would like to be established, um, a confident and skilled fee earner, um, handling my own files. But beyond that, um, we will see where things take me. But um, I know whatever I do, I want to try and give back. Um, I'm really grateful for how I've got into law and how much I 
enjoy my career, that I would love to champion things um, in, in terms of diversity. So getting more women into law, supporting access to law. Um, if I can do those things as well, then I think that would be really, really rewarding. One of the top tips that I give to junior lawyers is just to be engaged, ask questions, be involved in the work that you're doing and try to get as much experience as you can in a training seat, even if that means asking difficult questions of sometimes difficult people. Meg, what would you tell your younger self starting out that might help other aspiring solicitors? The main thing for me would be not to put too much pressure on yourself. Um, it's again talking about not necessarily knowing how your journey into law is going to look. Um, you think that you need to do things in the perfect time scales, um, you know, qualify by X age, everything, you know, like that, but you really don't. And the most important thing is that you look after yourself. Um, if you don't put yourself first, then you're never going to give your best to anything. And Amy, what would your top tips be? Take every opportunity that comes your way, even if it is out of your comfort zone, because you can do more than what you realise you can. Um, as cliche and as cheesy as it is, you can. And it will make you stronger. It will make you more confident in your career, but also personally. Um, and so ultimately, I think you've got to do what works for you and what makes you happy. And like Meg said, ultimately, you'll have success. Thank you, Amy, for those words of wisdom. And thanks very much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you, Julie. And thanks also to Meg today for joining us, for your insight and for telling us a bit about your journey into law. Thanks, Julie. If you want to keep up to date with all of Boys Turner's podcasts, remember to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you use. You can also keep an eye on our social media feeds and our website. Goodbye.